Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers. Uh, before we get started, I just would love to go over our sponsors for today's show, which is uh, Strong Foundations Coaching and Consulting. Jen Sahari has over 25 years of leading, mentoring, training, coaching, and consulting. Um, she has individual and business personalized support to help align with your best life. For more information, go to jenzahari.com and book your 30-minute free consultation today. As well as we have her amazing book created, No Way Out. Uh, it is a nonfiction book about a woman that decides that, that today is her last day. And uh, Created is filled with an emotional, unique insights on mental health and ending that you don't want to miss. With that, today I have the distinct pleasure of having the amazing Tammy. Tammy Lard with us today. Sorry, I'm just trying to get this on here. Add to stream. There we go. Woohoo! Sorry, folks, I'm on a phone and normally I don't have my phone. Normally I have my, my computer, so everything is switched up. So welcome to the show, Tammy. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. And uh, just tell the world a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Well, thank you, first of all, for um, having me on here. It has been just an honor to get to know you. And um, so a little bit about myself. I am an Army and Air Force veteran. So um, just didn't get near the water or anything. So <laughs> just kind of <laughs> land and sea, uh, or I'm sorry, land and air. <laughs> um, I am a children's author and um, I'm part of a military community again. I'm um, a wife and a mother. Um, I have three boys and my husband and I have been married um, over 26 years and uh, so uh, that's uh, the two main, uh, the two main um, organizations, or you know, just tribes, as right. you know, family that I call them, um, that I absolutely adore. Angels fourteen and uh, twenty two zero. Those are the two that have my heart, my passion. Um, so right. a little bit of <laughs> I don't want. To... <laughs> That is so awesome. And for those of you that are um, that was saw last week's episode, last week's episode, we actually had Angels 14. And somebody mentioned that um, Tammy was the backbone of Angels 14. So I thought, well, I got to meet Tammy. And here we are having Tammy on the show this week um, so that, you know, we can continue that story because the thread and through everything um, is helping end uh, suicide. Uh, 22 veterans a day are die by suicide and it is our mission collectively to get that to zero. And so that was hence the name of 22 to zero. Um, and I actually didn't know that until just this past couple of weeks. And it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know different organizations, different people that we all have the same common goal. And that's, you know, 22 to zero and angels 14 are is definitely part of that group. 
So if you would mind sharing a little bit about your overcoming story, because you have such an amazing story. Tammy's like, oh, I don't have a story. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> Tammy is an amazing, amazing woman um, of God. And just, you know, whatever you want to share, Tammy, in this moment, whatever God's leading you to share about your story, about your overcoming story, please share it. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say it's 22 zero.org so it's two two dot uh zero.org and um and then angels 14 uh the website is www.angels spelled out 14.com um so i guess i'll just uh kind of share the story of how angels 14 came about um i i don't want to take too much from uh what's already been said uh just kind of my perspective and why 14 means so much to me. And then I'll kind of get into how 22-0 became uh, in there somewhere. So, well, it's not somewhere. It's pretty, pretty clear. <laughs> uh, so Angels 14 was just a Zoom when we first started. Um, Dave DeJelko just contacted me on LinkedIn. Um, I ended up on LinkedIn because I had a former uh, um, section commander, he and I were both um, section commanders of the two largest squadrons on our base. And uh, so whenever we wanted legislation passed, he and I would collaborate and um, we're like, well, we're the two largest squadrons. So um, <laughs> help us out here. We're trying to take care of our people. So this is going to help the entire base. Uh, and so he was contacting me. And back in that time period, I was just in diapers and well, not me personally, but I was dealing with diapers and uh, just baby things and schedules and, you know, sleep was a really good thing to have if it ever happened. And um, anyway, he, he was trying to connect and I was like, well, what is this LinkedIn thing? And you know how LinkedIn is very persistent. So if you send an invite out, it's just constant. And so I'm like, okay, fine. And so I joined and then, you know, it was pretty dormant for a while. And then uh, time went by and then Dave just contacted me out of the blue and I, I wasn't sure why. Um, I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be rude or anything. So over time, we just began to kind of check on each other. Like I noticed there was no activity. And so I would go, huh, well, he did write a book about veteran suicide. So hmm, maybe I better contact him, see how he's doing just to be on the safe side. So that became a thing. Uh, and then he would check on me and vice versa. Um, and over time, we just, uh, we just, then Jeff came along and uh, one thing led to another and I end up on this Zoom and, you know, by now with my uh, technological uh, prowess, uh, that was, that was challenging. So I ended up uh, going on this, this Zoom and for the first time in a really long time, I, I've, was like, wow, I've I found my military family again, which uh, led to me writing a post is my first post. It was under the um, just kind of the inspiration of uh, Jeff Knight and Dave Dijelko that just kind of encouraged me to write this post. And uh, it was what prompted it is uh, I uh, Dave shared something and then I was like, oh, well, I need to support my new friend here. So I'll I'll share it, too. So I shared it and then um, the response from Dave and Jeff, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the disconnect. That's what I've been missing 
that is why uh, being separated from your military family is so hard um, because you, you lose that, that connection, that camaraderie, that community. Now you're not part of anything. You're just, I mean, I'm part of my family, but I'm not part of what I was used to doing. And uh, so that led to uh, Dave calling me. Okay. And so we, you and I talked about this. I hope I don't tear up, but that's okay. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So Dave, it was um, in October, and uh, this was going to be the first year that my uh, middle son was not going to get a call from his grandfather. So I was pretty, pretty rough. Uh, and so anyway, I'm I'm on this call, and then my technical uh, prowess just kind of got the best of me, and so I I, I couldn't get back on. <laughs> and uh, Dave. He, he like texts me or um, he did something. I think it was on LinkedIn. He's like, talk to me, Goose, talk to me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, all those little military movies. It's like, oh, it's like my brother. So I, um, I, I just said, it's okay. You know, I, I'm cool. Everything's fine. And then, you know, I said, it's okay if I don't come back on. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, just, I just want to be quiet right now. He goes, I'm going to call you. And I, you know, I didn't tell him why or anything. And I was like, it's okay. You don't have to call me. He actually called me. Do you know the hardest part of transition when you leave the military world is people not keeping their word? <laughs> and this is the part where I tear up. And it's it's not a big deal, you know, when you think about it. Um, like, I, I think I shared the story. I went to get an oil change. Mm -hmm. And the lady there said, well, it's going to be ready at such and such. So I took it as that's when it's going to be ready. So I'm going to go do my thing and then I'll come back and then it'll be ready to go. And I don't know why, but I, when she said, oh, well, it's not done yet because of blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I started tearing up and I thought, oh my gosh, why am I crying? And it's because um, the military mindset is when you give your word and you say you're going to do something, you kind of need to do it because people's lives are in danger or people's lives are at stake. And there's, you know, bombs on target, the whole nine yards. And so even though an oil change, I just like just lost it. Um, like I teared up a little bit in front of her. And then I just said, well, maybe you shouldn't give people that if you're not going to keep your word. And then I like had to leave. And then I just went to the bathroom and just bawled. And, and then I got better and then I came out and everything. But anyway, the point is, um, Dave actually called me and we talked for a while and it was just, and then he, he just said, Tammy, this is, this is the start of something. So I need you to keep coming because you're like our mascot now because you shared stuff. And I was just like, I didn't share anything important. It was just, you know, I was, I was just, he's like, you're just, you're just sharing who you are and um, we needed to hear your story. And so um, I just was just sharing how um, the transition <laughs> is really hard. I think the army transition was, well, I don't know. The army transition was pretty rough. Um, it was, I had, I didn't know what it was called at the time, but I guess you could call it survivor's guilt because um, I was a reservist and all of my uh, just new brothers and sisters that I had met. Um, this is right at the kickoff of Desert Shield, Desert Storm. I remember the day that the drill sergeants came in, we were in the TV room and um, we were cleaning and they came in and they're like, Hey, turn the TV on. We just went to war. 
And, you know, when you're 17, 18, you're just like, huh, what does that mean? And you're just watching that. And I just remember how close I was with all of them. Sorry. No, take your time. I don't know why I'm getting all like this. This has been over 30 years, but geez. Um, but my active duty friends. Anyway, they went over. And I went home. And because the ground war was so quick, our unit never activated. So I never went. I never did anything. And then, you know, the people that did go and then they joined our unit later, a lot of them had debilitating, uh, like Gulf War illness. And that's why uh, I have a hard time going into the VA centers because I'd see, I'd see them in the waiting room. And this one time I went with my, uh, father-in-law because he had an appointment. Um, my father-in-law's former Air Force. My father was Air Force. My husband was Army. Um, so I just went, you know, uh, because my mother-in-law asked me to come. And and I just remember us all, my mother-in-law, my then, uh, I think he was about four, four-year-old son. And I was expecting at the time. And I just remember we all went to the bathroom. Went, went, it was one big gaggle. And I just started to cry. And my little son said, Mommy, why are you crying? And I didn't know how to tell him. And, but it was just so hard walking through there. And, and then, you know, just the memory of my, my friends. Right. And, you know, there's a couple of them that I still keep in touch with. I feel so blessed that we're still friends after all these years. And uh, anyway, they're on my list of just, you know, hey, let me share 220 with you. Uh, but anyway, there was there was that. Um, I'm starting to ramble now, so I'm trying to get back on track here. Okay, oh, that's okay. I know, I just, I just have to say, uh, just backing up for one minute, the thing that got me with you, Tammy, the other night when we were talking was when you said people, you know, if you're your word, you should be your word, right? And that got to me. And a lot of I, I found a lot of commonalities when I was talking with you, because yes, I've never I'm a civilian, and I've never been in duty anywhere. However, I think I identify with you guys, because it's that is what it is. Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. It's like, hell or high water, it's going to get done. Or like I'm, I would have to be almost dead in order for me not to come through with what I say I'm going to do. And, you know, when you said that, I was, I was like, okay, so I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that goes through that. And I get very uh, angry and upset when people say that. And I think I shared with you, like when somebody says, oh, you know, I'll call you back later. To me, that means I'm expecting a call. And there've been times I've been waiting around for that phone to ring. That's back before cell phones were very, really popular and I wasn't attached to mine 24 seven. Um, 
you know, and, and then you're disappointed because that hap- that doesn't happen. So I, I get that. And thank you for sharing that because, you know, as um, if for anybody that's listening to this, there's, there's certain things I've listened and noticed with when I'm talking to veterans and that's one of them, your word is your bond, um, you know, different code words and, uh, you know, just really keeping being true to who you are and just you know honoring honoring them like you guys went through hell in the handbasket literally and you know to come back home and just to be expected to everything to be normal when and you know you missed your friends that really resonated with me too when you said that you know when you come home you do miss your friends right and it's like now you're trying to go you're going from what you've known to come back home and trying to act normal whatever normal is um you know and be put into that position so i commend you tremendously for you know get, doing that i mean inch by inch and then definitely connecting with these or other organizations that helps you get what you need because you know the you're just as important as everybody else. So you definitely need that camaraderie and that community, uh, community. So awesome for you doing that. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. So angels 14, um, has given me back my brothers and sisters. Now they're new ones. Obviously I do have a couple of them that, um, I've, you know, we've had some friends that have come on. Um, the thing that is just utterly fascinating to me is, you know, how on earth, could I possibly, or all of us, how could we possibly love so deeply, so quickly, and so um, fully, you know, just completely? And I think a lot of it is is being intentional and because we make a choice. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where um, these guys and gals, if they say they're going to do something, I know they are, and they'll keep their word. Um, and so, uh, Angels 14 has been just a uh, just a tremendous blessing. Um, and then, you know, the um, the camaraderie, uh, we're always kind of picking on each other's uh, branches and everything, which is kind of funny. Um, and, you know, it, yeah. yeah, it's just funny. It's just it's precious. Um, there were a couple of times when people really took offense. And so I'd have to go after them. So like this the show's going on and, and behind the scenes i'm like texting them hey buddy we're just kidding okay it's it's a joke it's 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 gonna be okay and they're just like you don't understand and you don't know what we've gone through and i'm like hey hey come on back it's okay and so then they come back and they're like okay i'm okay and you know it, it and so then i would like kind of talk to dave and just kind of say hey we need to tone it down a little bit you know not that he would listen every time because you know i do it too so I tell yeah. messing with them, but um, there's that, and then we had the um, the connection, and we talked about that, and so then there was the community, and all of us because we are so service minded, all of us want to help, right? So this really amazing day happened um, when twenty two zero came on, and they uh, Dan Jarvis specifically came on, and he just kind of shared what his organization does and everything. And then I just loved how um, there were uh, seven of us that wanted to learn more and do more. And so we went through the training. And um, so I just kind of want to share the results of that. Um, Absolutely. Dan was uh, the first person that ever asked me to do a podcast. And, you know, at that point, I was like, what's a podcast? Of course, I didn't. 
I was thinking it, look it up, because I didn't know. I didn't do it because I had just started a teaching job and I didn't know how to get a sub and everything was new. This year has just been new, 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 new. Everything is new. Or, well, last year, 2021 to this year, 2022. Um, so I never got to do it. Although, I, so this is my part. This is my being able to tell Dan and everyone else what 220 has meant to me and hopefully what it will mean to the future people that don't know about it. So after the training, I had a, um, I had a, uh, I guess you could call it a night terror or whatever. And um, I started, you know, I, I had been sick for a while just because I'd been taking care of my parents and um, I had tremendous bone pain. And so things got better uh, but then after I had that dream, I just, I was like, oh my gosh. So uh, after a while, it was just to the point where the pain was so bad that uh, um, I just kind of was like, God, you know, um, I trust you. If you want me to come home, that's okay. Because I was just, just hurting so bad. I, I, I just, you know, you know how it just, when pain is bad, it just takes your breath away. And I, I just, I just couldn't deal anymore. I couldn't right. sleep at night. It was just so bad. It was so debilitating. Um, and for me to even consider leaving my family, that that's, it's pretty bad, pretty bad pain. So yeah. um, I just asked. And, and so he led me through the protocols. And after it was done, the bone pain went away. Um, I felt better. Um, and so I haven't had bone pain since now I do have scoliosis, lucky me. So I do have, you know, those typical things. Um, like I have to go get adjusted again. I'm supposed to get adjusted every two, uh, two weeks, but <laughs> it's been a while. Anyway, um, do we have to have the self-care talk, Tammy? No, no, I <laughs> do. It's yeah. But, um, Anyway, so what uh, what twenty two zero has meant to me is to be able to impart the protocols to our veterans, um, our policemen, our firefighters, um, our civilians um, has just meant everything to me um, because to see the relief on their faces and to know that they're healed. Um, so we talked a little bit about this. You know, I'm I'm still learning everything along the way. Um, but PTSD and PTS is an injury and it can be healed like healing a broken bone. And um, you just, you know, uh, I have learned that you just trust the process. And um, also I'm, I'm praying privately, secretly in my mind as I'm working with clients and I'm like, God, the numbers aren't going down. What do I do next? And then you know, it's like, just trust the process, just keep doing what you're doing. And I see, and then, you know, sometimes I'll just know they need this and then I'll do that. And, and then they get better. And then, you know, I love post-assessment day that's done um, after some time has transpired uh, 10 days and their, they, their scores were so high initially, but then you do post-assessments and they're like, oh, wow, that doesn't bother me anymore. And I'm like, hey, you know, I get all excited and uh, I can't help it. The cheerleader in me comes out and I just go kind of nuts. But 
most of the time I'm able to maintain some sort of bearing and I just wait till I, after I get off the phone with them and then I'm like, yeah. do some hurt, <laughs> double toe touches, uh, but, um, things like that. So that, that is so awesome. You know, so now, now you go from being a veteran uh, to active duty to veteran to helping fellow veterans, you know, through their PTSD and their anxiety and depression and things like that. So that that's awesome. You're also a teacher, um, you know, and, and an author. So what, tell us a little bit about what your books are all about. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> they're children's books and uh, I've done other writing before. Um, it, it's just this one, um, like the first book I ever wrote was, uh, to buy stuffed animals. Um, they just do, well, it's also about um, just growing up. And so it, the first book's called Introducing Beatrice. Beatrice is a stuffed beagle and she is my youngest son's daughter, so to speak. And um, it, it's just kind of the story of how my middle son, um, who is the, um, I, I call him the heartbeat of the family because he, you know, if you notice drummers, like in a band, the drummer has the beat. And so yeah. the middle child is the one that has the beat. He's able to pick up on things. And that's why I couldn't run his protocols when I knew something was terribly wrong. I couldn't do it. Um, and then Dan said, you're not the right negotiator. So he ran him and he it made him feel better and everything. Um, I also couldn't help my mom either. So Dan ran my mom. And then she got better. This is all because of the trauma of losing my father to cancer. And uh, that was the one trauma, like all the military traumas, all the childhood traumas, the one that I couldn't get past, the one I needed help with. And that that's true for everyone. You know, you might be able to get through all the other things, but that one trauma. Um, so anyway, so the first book, like I said, is, is just about growing up and it's about three brothers and how things change as you grow up and the stuffed animals, they're concerned. Uh, well, Beatrice is concerned. She's like, Oh, um, I noticed the other stuffed animals that are just kind of hanging out and they, they look really clean and, uh, but nobody plays with them. They look really sad. Why is that? And, and so I kind of use stuffed animals as a parable to kind of explain. Um, and then Beatrice is concerned that, Ooh, then there's some stuffed animals that are kind of dirty and they're kind of, you know, like they've just been used and stuff. And so you look at, but they're really happy. Those stuffed animals are happy. And yet the really clean ones are really sad. Well, then you liken that analogy to people in our lives, the ones that are loved and the ones that get dirty and get worn out are the ones that give their lives to helping other people. And so, yeah, they're going to get worn. They're going to get tired. They're going to get weary. Um, unlike the pristine ones that just live their life by themselves and they just do what they want to do. So, but when you look at it, which stuffed animals are happiest? The ones that get worn, the ones that allow themselves to uh, be part of other people's lives and they do get worn and they do get tired, but they also get regenerated and um, or rejuvenated, I should say. This, it's not Doctor Who here. Um, they get <laughs> energized because they're with other people and they're helping. And so that's kind of what the first story is about. Um, there's a lot of themes in there. Every uh, adults, it's supposed to be for children, but adults read it and 
they're like, oh, I saw this theme. And, and, and all I can say about the themes is that's God because mm-hmm. I, every time I read it, which is really weird when you read your own book, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't see that before. And I wrote it. <laughs> it's really <laughs> odd. Um, so the second book um, is a continuation of the first book. Um, some of the same characters are in there. Uh, and this one is, is for children. It's about obstructive sleep apnea in children and sleep disordered breathing. And so our middle son was diagnosed with, um, well, it started out with overcrowding teeth and then into, um, you know, it's kind of a long story, so you'd have to read the book. But <laughs> suffice it to say, he was finally diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea. And when you catch it early for a child, you can change their whole life. Um, you can get them breathing better. And when a child breathes correctly, they're going to sleep. They hit the REM cycle. That REM cycle will allow for uh, the pituitary gland to release the growth hormone. So um, now I can't go anywhere and see children. If I see uh, pushed back faces, chins not, you know, the profile's not quite right. I look at their stature. Are they tall? Are they short? You know, what's going on there? And um, I'm, I'm kind of at that point now where I'll pray first and I'll say, God, do you want me to talk to this mom and just kind of let them know? Because I would want another mom to tell me if my kid was going to be really short uh, and, you know, have all these health issues because we didn't take care of it right away. Right. Um, right. And so if I get that, go ahead, then I'll ask the mom and I'll just say, hey, how's your kid sleep at night? And they'll say, oh, you're having a really hard time and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so then I, I just kind of tell them, I'll go, hey, listen, you need to go to a uh, like a, a dental specialist and look into getting a, um, a mouthpiece, functional appliance to help your child sleep better at night. And so if that happens, then, you know, you can catch it early. You catch it early, then they can they can grow and they can actually um outgrow the sleep apnea. So we've been on the journey for probably, I think we're going on five years now. And our son's graduated. He has, um, he's, he's off the CPAP now. We, we, so if you read the book, it talks about all the steps we went and it's called uh, Valiant Charlie defeats the sleep monster. Um, and so, you know, some adults are fighting sleep monsters now because they just, you know, they're misdiagnosed and it's like, no, it's, it's sleep apnea. That, that, that's what it is. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just another way of getting getting that information out there so parents can uh, neutralize it and fix it before their kid, you know, grows up. Um, right. And the reason it hits home right now is uh, I was talking with a friend yesterday, as a matter of fact, and we were talking about kindergarten and all the kids that we, you know, we were just like, oh, remember that kid? Oh, yeah, I remember. And there was one, this precious child, he... Um, he was like really spastic during class and he was just really off the charts, you know, and you're just like, Oh, okay. And then at lunch, he'd be completely passed out. And it's because he was on um, like ADHD medicine and, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. And, and I didn't, I don't know all the things at the time. I didn't know all the things that I know now, um, right. but he, I wonder if he had um, sleep apnea. 
or, you know, as, as a kid growing up, I wonder how tall he is now. Cause you know, I don't see him anymore, but it's been 15 years. Right. And so the, the sad part is that he's already done time. So you see the implications that are, you know, that sleep apnea and, or just sleep, lack of sleep has on our society. You know, if you yeah. start looking at all of that, that's kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff, sleep. So when you have uh, veterans that aren't sleeping, you know, what is that doing to our society? And um, just, just what I've seen um, working with people that are troubled or hurting, um, they need sleep. And so what 220 does is it, it gives them back their life. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I absolutely love that. And when you were saying, you know, when you read your first book over again and you see something different, I think it's also probably because you're in a different place than when you originally wrote it, um, is what I would say too. Uh, possibility. I mean, you go through a lot of healing and the things that you have seen from beginning to now are completely different. I, well, for my speaking for myself anyways, 10 years ago, what used to trigger me doesn't trigger me at all. And, you know, and even things that would have triggered me two weeks ago doesn't trigger me now. Just the things we do, you know, that the healing that we bring upon ourselves and or get help for right? different people. For those of us that decide to get the healing help. <laughs> so where can people get your books at, Tammy? Well, um, they're... Uh, so the publishers WespoPress.com. Uh, you can also go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble online, Christian Book Distributor. Um, they're just they're just kind of there, um, just out there. Um, if you know, like if people want signed copies, then you know I I, I sign them and then um, I mail them to them and stuff. That's awesome. We will de I'll definitely have to get a copy of each of one of those support support you guys and you know and to hear the story because it sounds like you know even though it is a children's book it does sound like it could definitely be helpful for adults too for sure so that's yeah, awesome book, book number three so I'm, I'm excited about book number three because um it's been on the back burner for a while it's for our first responders uh, both veterans and police and firefighters and just basically anyone that puts the uniform on. I, I'm still working on the, um, like I have the chapters figured out, got the characters pretty much figured out. But the, the thing that held it back is there was no solution. And just being, uh, you know, having those commanders that would go, Lieutenant, if you don't have any daggum solution, get out of my office. And I'm like, oh. So I learned that very quickly that if you're gonna make a assertion or you're gonna ask a question or you're gonna you know, complain about something, you better have a solution. And uh, so I couldn't write that book because there was no solution at the time. I know there's a lot of treatments for PTS out there, but I have never seen something so effective, so holistic, so um, like I'm a living testimony um, and, and there are so many others that uh, going through the 220 protocols, it literally changed my life. Um, I, I could probably say uh, without freaking out my mom or my husband or my kids, but um, I think it did save my life because, um, like I said, that pain was so bad. Uh, and uh, in, in my army career, um, it was um, 
God's word, uh, Psalm 27, verse 14, that uh, it, it was just one of those moments, you know, you have those moments and um, I don't know what I was thinking, but sometimes you have these moments and that is why uh, this, this is very hard for me. I know it doesn't seem like it because I talk so much, but this is stepping out of my comfort zone. I, I'm, not, I'm not normally someone that like, I do talk a lot in the <laughs> Amplified side, but I don't usually do this kind of stuff because, you know, I, I just, um, I'm better at one-on-one -on -one. Um, or speaking in large crowds without glasses so I can't see anybody. And then it's like, hi, everybody. And it's fine. I don't have public speaking fear. It's just right. um, I don't usually share because I'm, I don't know. I Sometimes, I, you know, you have those misconceptions like, well, maybe what I have to say doesn't matter. Um, but just knowing that there are people out there that may have been like me. And, you know, mm -hmm. that scripture that just said, wait on the Lord. And then it says something else, but then it, it, it comes back. It's like a command. I say, wait. And I was like, okay. So I waited on the Lord. I put, you know, I put stuff down and I mm -hmm. waited on the Lord until my butt fell asleep. And then I said, why am I sitting in my closet? I'm going to now. And I put thought out of my mind. I didn't do anything. I went and laid in my bed. The next day, it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. And then I was like, did I just dream that? Did that really happen? And so sometimes people get you know caught up in the moment. So I just kind of want to echo that it's, it's, you're not alone. Everybody feels this way. You know, people that seemingly have it together, happy, seem like they have it together. Um, just, just know that it's, it's, you're not alone. A facade. <laughs> and I, and I love that you said that because my mission, my, when I first started, like I wrote my book about low self-esteem and, and, and things like that, having low self-esteem and, and getting through an abusive relationship and having family trauma. Um, you know, my uncle did take his life. Uh, so it's like, I get what that, what that, what the other side feels like, you know, and I know in those moments for us, uh, when I was going through that, I was only in my twenties. So I, I felt very alone. I felt like I was, you know, by myself going through these emotions. And a lot of times I wouldn't talk to my parents about it. Um, because I had this preconceived notion that I had to, um, save my parents from me and not tell them what I was going through. And, you know, I didn't tell them everything that was happening in school and how bad it had gotten with the bullying and, and things like that. And I kept to myself and I, decided when I broke my silence and I wrote my book and then I started the unstoppable overcomers, I, my whole premise was I did not want anybody to feel alone in that. And that every story matters. Everybody has a story, your story matters. And thank you for sharing your story, Tammy, because your story is going to resonate with somebody else. And they're going to like, Oh, wow. You know, and they're not going to give up because they heard your testimony. They heard that, you know, you can be in, uh, in the army and the armed forces and, and get through life and get through the death of your father and get through all the different stages and come out and have that camaraderie and that community by plugging into different organizations and angels 14 being one of them, um, and getting the help from 22 to zero, you know, and having them, 
bounce back and, you know, having you get rid of those triggers that would paralyze, would paralyze you or somebody else, you know, and, and I just, what I really would love to do is take these solutions that we're finding and go back to the commanders and back to the military and say, listen, it's great that we train these guys, these women, uh, basically every veteran at one point or another is trained to kill is what I, is my preconceived notion. I could be wrong, but let's train them this, but let's train them how to get on the other side. Once they see that trauma, you know, that's, that's the job that they have. So let's help them in active duty instead of getting them outside of duty. And now here we have wounded people that, you know, 22 a day, we're losing 22 a day, which there has to be a solution. And so let's start at the beginning and help them so that we don't have this. And I know you and I talked about that the other night and we just got to find a way to do it. I don't know who to talk to, but we just got to find a way to do it. Well, it's, um, I, I, I sent you the, um, um, a friend of mine, he, um, he, he came up with the, I'm going to say it wrong, but uh, something about there was a, a, a widow's tax it was the offset to the widow's tax and it was done by legislation and it was done by gold star families. And, uh, just that because he is facing, um, terminal cancer right now, uh, he just recognized that, you know, when he goes or whatever, you know, uh, he's going to be fine. I'm just saying that at the, at the time that he started this legislation, he was thinking, Oh, this is a pretty big deal. And it took years and he worked very hard and, you know, all these people, they worked in tandem and they, um, he was like, Tammy, you're in Texas. I need you to contact, you know, your congressman and stuff. So I remember just being on the phone and yes, I'll wait. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I just want to leave a message. And then, Oh, it's you again. Are you calling again? Yes, it's me again. I need uh, Senator so-and-so to uh, co-sponsor this bill. And then that is how, and then he would contact all the people across the country and all the states. And then that's how they would do it. The other thing Mm -hmm. is just prayer. You know, uh, there's so many of us that are praying and, you know, the the solution is not to get angry about it. Um, It's just to pray and just to say, um, God, help us, help us to get this solution out there. And um, just to move on the hearts of people, to have integrity, um, to care about their people so much that they, they want them to be resilient so that we don't lose them. Um, you know, just make them, make them strong. Um, I use the uh, illustration of uh, uh, that Latin book. It's no kidding, 500 pages long. And, you know, we were tearing the book apart and we took it to get it spiralized. And when it was spiralized, that book became so resilient that you could open it and close it and just, you know, it, it just didn't tear. If, if you hadn't spiralized it, the binding would inevitably come undone because the pressure of opening and closing it and moving it around. And I mean, because it's such a big book. Well, the burden on the military can be very, very like that book, just incredibly hard to hold on to stuff. When you hold on to trauma, it's a hard, it's a very um, difficult burden to hang on to. And we were never mm-hmm. meant to carry that. That's why, 
you know, the Bible says 366 days not to be afraid. And, and it's kind of cool that God was like, yeah, I'm going to address leap year too. So it's not 365 days, it's 366. And so, and then all the, the scriptures that talk about be anxious for nothing and come to me when you're, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here because um, it, it's it, sometimes you just want to help. You're like, God, I just want to help you worry. It's like, no, don't ever elevate a worry right. or fear above him. And so I, I've just learned that recently, actually. And it's so liberating. It's so refreshing to not um, just, you know, there's only so much we can do. Um, this right. is the time we were born into. This is, you know, so when people get scared about what's happened in the world, it's all, it's, it's all going to be okay because God picked this time period for us to be here so that we could handle it, just like the World War II people. You know, yeah. those people were put there for a reason. And we're put here because we're supposed to contend with it. And we're supposed to trust God. And we're supposed to encourage one another that this is a burden that need not be carried alone. And and, and that's why I just, I love my guys. I love people like you that are trying, you know, you're part of the solution. You're getting the word out there. You're making a difference. So thank you for what you do, because it's, it's very important. You give me courage, you know, to, to ramble yeah. on. Well, thank you. Well, now, though, we're going to go to the fun section of the show. We're going to bring on Miss Kimberly, and we're going to go to the fundamental section of the show. And hopefully I can add these. There we go. I did it. Woohoo. Uh, or are you all really on? Yes, you are really all on. Okay. <laughs> so welcome, Kimberly, take it over. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you, uh, Dorothy, as always. And, you know, in, in light of this being a Memorial Day show, um, just Tammy, first of all, you know, before we get too fun, too fast, let's make this transition nice and lukewarm, soft, right, transition. Um, on behalf of all of us, right, um, Dorothy, myself, uh, Vicki, our, our guest inside the fundamentals today, just really thank you. Um, you know, it's it's two little words, and uh, they're, they're so little, okay? Um, and, you know, we we do what we do, and we're passionate about what we do, um, because you guys were willing to sign the contracts to give your lives over for our freedom. And we don't take it lightly. Well, and thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah, but yeah. I just want to clarify um, that that is generally Veterans Day. And so I cannot credit for Memorial Day. Memorial Day are the ones that didn't make it home. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. And thank you for putting that in. Um, that is actually where I was going um, to say, you know, <laughs> Tammy, it's great. It's, it's you read my mind. You read my mind. Um, and, and where I was taking it, especially inside of the context of the fundamentals, is, you know, just listening to you tonight in the green room. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm bold enough to say it. I'm appalled at those of us, civilians, patriots, you know, allies, whatever you want to call us, for even having one day that, or even one minute that we surrender to fear or anything other than um, peace, 
support and gratitude for the lives and especially the freedoms that we have, um, especially for all those souls that did actually give their lives. And so just really thank you on behalf of those that did pass for us, all of us, including you, Tammy. Um, and, uh, and thank you on behalf of all of us. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to give up that making a transition from that conversation <laughs> to the fundamentals. And it's so great when you just give it up, right? That's just by the way, everyone out there, when you are stuck in those dark places, all there really is, is to give it up that it, that it's even real. And if you can't do it on your own, grab somebody to pull you out of it. Um, so on that, what, and that's a great place to go with it tonight. Okay. We just love our show that it's Holy Spirit led. Um, I'm going to put a little twist on it. I assert they'll be the same. Uh, what are your, um, before I go there, I want to introduce Vicki to everyone. Got a little emotion of it all. Um, everybody, I am here with Vicki. Vicki, are we in Chicago or Detroit? I'm in the Detroit area. Outside Detroit, about 20 minutes, about 40 minutes from Dorothy. <laughs> that that's yeah. how we bring America and Canada together. Dorothy and Vicky. <laughs> and Vicky, what would Vicky is our um paid sponsor for tonight? And Vicky, what would you like to promote on tonight's show? So thank you, Kimberly. So uh, as you know and are very well attuned to, I am part of the fearlessly unstoppable and victorious community. And we can be found at omfearless.com. And you can check us out. And we would invite you to be part of our Facebook community at omfearless, uh, actually fearlessly unstoppable and victorious on Facebook. And we are a group of authors who came together who have co-authored some books on Overcoming Mediocrity. And we have Unstoppable, that's the book that I co-authored. Kimberly co-authored the Fearless book and our uh, other friend Kimberly, or Kimmy as well. So Kimberly and Kimmy um, were part of that book and our friend Valerie Marak was part of the Overcoming Mediocrity Victorious series. And so thank you. Ah, Dorothy, you're the best. <laughs> Of course, I would have both because you're my besties. Hello. Of course. Yes, and we're Amazon bestsellers in uh, women in business for Unstoppable. And um, that's what I would like to invite others to take a moment for themselves or for someone that they love and to purchase our books and give the gift of victory and unstoppableness and fearlessness. and. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. for asking. Yeah, <laughs> my pleasure, Vicki. <laughs> I'm present to how, um, like, I don't know, the tight um, the fundamentals are tonight. It's like, okay, all right, we have to make this transition into a little bit of lightness, right? Because no better time than now to really grab a hold of and have fun with the breath that we are breathing in and out right now. Um, I am certain, I'm certain that those that have died for us would want us to be laughing. Um, so let's take that. 
So who wants to go first on that? Now? Who would like to share their fundamentals, their three fundamentals first? I almost did in that last comment, so I thought I would wait until you asked for it. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's just stop there and let Kimberly do Kimberly's thing. <laughs> Thanks, Vicki. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so Tammy, Vicki, who'd like to go first? I'd be happy to go first. So in light of Memorial Day and this celebration of those who came before us and who did, in fact, um, give their lives for us, I invite all of us to have them have the experience that they were seen, heard, and known for who they were and who they are in our hearts and in our souls and how they impacted our lives. So what I stand for, my fundamentals are that each and every person that I come in communication with and that I get to be with, that they have the experience of being seen, heard, and known in their life and respected and honored for who they are. Beautiful. Okay, so Vic, you know I got to tease you. You said five things. I know, I added, well, I added inside of the known. <laughs> Because Vicky is unique. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? In light of Memorial Day, we're going to let it slide. Okay? Phew. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you right back. Because they're all spectacular. All five. Especially the respect and honor. So. Thank you. And, you know, I would assert if you're seen, heard, and loved, you will be honored and you are honored and respected. Yeah. Honor and respect would have to be there. Yep. Beautiful. Thank really. you. See, we tighten it back up to three. <laughs> I, you know, because I know how this goes. You know, I let one person do five, then I'm going to hear about it. So <laughs> I got it. Never. Thanks for being putting rigor in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the fundamentals. Right. Yes. <laughs> Tammy, what are your three fundamentals? I'm going to ask you to circle back around because um, my list is quite quite big. Yeah. And hear from y'all so that, you know, I can just kind of be the caboose and whatever you did because that's, my fundamental list is kind of huge right now. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I love that your list is huge. And you, you actually are the caboose in this um so dorothy hey. and I, <laughs> I think as a mom you're, you're usually the caboose because you know your kids they fall behind so you just kind of okay because you know they're chasing bugs or you know they're just looking at something or one brother's hitting the other brother so you just kind of you, you're the caboose for that reason so that you can yeah. hey what are you guys doing back there <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, Tammy, just let them rat rattle them off. Just, just give us what's there for you. And, you know, I'm certain I'll be able to tighten them up to three. Okay. So uh, just to make sure I understand, um, so I can tighten them up before you have to tighten them up. What, you're just saying what are your top three fundamentals? Is that what you're? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is. It, it lives in the world of what are the three things that allows fun and what i mean by that and what we mean by that 
is that your life is free and celebrated and you know you can actually breathe life in right and and they're simple you know they're they're the basics that um especially you as a teacher and a children's author you know what are those three things those core fundamentals that you would you would want to leave the world with okay well i'm gonna try to tighten it up um i think um it's important for us to love without reservation um i i am very uh like i'm scared sometimes to show that love it's sometimes this kind of close kind of makes like wow that's a little amplified there on it down some but so love without reservation because uh when i think when you've lived with regret uh because you didn't tell someone you love them and, and they're not here anymore um you just tend to be more more proactive more intentional so you know not to scare anyone but i do love very deeply so that's the first one Another one is to just um, don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to move out of your comfort zone. And if you fail, that just means that you need to try again. And, you know, it, you, you learn. You know, I think of Tom Edison, how, you know, he only needed to do that uh, light bulb, right? But how many times did it take before he finally got it? Um, so there's that. And then the third fundamental, I guess, would probably be um, just gratitude. Just be thankful for, um, like, for you three ladies. Um, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for God. You know, see, this is the part where I didn't tighten it up. Absolutely <laughs> uh, you know, tighten it up. Yeah. <laughs> those 14 tribe. I'm thankful for the 220 tribe. And basically anybody who uh, who uh, prays and cares uh, and just echoes that you're not alone, and that you know I, I, we're here for you. The, those are those are my heroes. So you know I'll, I'll publicly thank um, Dan Jarvis uh, because he he is one of those unsung heroes that just you know. He, he, I don't know if he, he, I know if he hears it, oh, it's just Tammy, you know, but I mean, I'm publicly saying that, that you know, he has made such an impact on so many lives, and uh, the Jelko points out on 14 when he did that, that ripple effect has just been touching so many lives, so many lives, so many lives, and so, uh, anyway, I, I will stop there because that's number three. Well, and you did it stunningly, by the way. Oh, thank you. I mean, for, for someone that was convinced she she had all these scattered about, um, you did a phenomenal, eloquent job in sharing them in in, in three categories. Really well done. Thank, thank you. So yeah, no, thank you, Tammy. It's been a pleasure. Dorothy, back to you. Wow, I'm stunned. But because I am a class clown, when you thought when you said, talked about your caboose, all I could think about is that my husband loves mine. So it's all good. <laughs> we gotta end it up with laughing here. 
that's what it's about here on the fundamental section. Uh, so, and again, I just want to thank uh, you know, our guests that are in the comments and I want to thank our amazing guests, um, uh, Vicky for coming on and our amazing guest, Tammy for coming on and Tammy, thank you so much for your service. We greatly appreciate you. And I can't wait to see what projects we are going to be in. Cause I have a feeling we're going to be in some projects together. Um, and definitely continue this really friendship for sure. Since I feel it's like such a kinship with you. Um, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Angels 14 call because yeah. I will be making an appearance on the oh. Angels 14 call tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta meet, I gotta meet Dave. Like his 15 seconds of fame on our show was nothing. I had to get to find out more about him. And, uh, so I'll see you there and everybody have a, an amazing, okay. Maybe that's not the right word to use for Memorial day, but, uh, having have a good memorial day i'm not sure what the proper word to say is um but remember those that are not here anymore and just be with your loved ones and give them a great big hug and appreciate what you do have um and we thank you and we'll see you next week bye for now <laughs>